Saole. Fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticky stuff, phone in the Astros game. Casa Ole. Fresh today. Sorry, that was aggressive. It's uh, episode yeah. That was one. that was the devil. What do you don't do that? <laughs> well, uh, maybe there's been a deal made with with that guy. Uh, we don't know. I don't know how the Astros keep winning. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, he's Patrick. I'm James. He's recording this because my MacBook uh, has the plague, uh, which is not ideal. But at least we have a workaround for now until I figure out what's is what's it? up with that. Is it officially dead? I don't think so. Like, it was working fine. It just won't charge, and so the battery ran down. That sucks. I mean, it can't be worse than mine having the little mini screw that, uh, from the back, somehow get inside the computer and get lodged in the motherboard. That's what happened to my last one. (laughs) Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, I never saw it before, but it's like, it's lodged in there. I'm like, all right, well, thanks. I I think that if I get a new battery for it it'll be it'll be okay because like i said it wasn't it was it, like, it just won't it just won't charge <laughs> sounds a lot like me am i right anyway all right <laughs> so uh all right say something nice about our sponsors uh, so that we can get to this and then get ready to dominate the mariners again oh yeah that yeah we can we'll get we'll touch on seattle and that fan base as well yeah we uh, them. where do we want to start let's see i start with uh Exercise. We're all exercising. We're all doing interval training. That's what we're all doing. It's 2019. It's time to be tolerant of all people and to train in intervals. That's what we're doing in 2019. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. We're tolerating all kinds of people, and then we're and we're working out in intervals, 45-minute intervals. F45 training, only location in the city you can go to is the East Downtown. We're very specific about that. So go there, work out, be Australian, be, do rugby things. Have a trainer in spandex yell at you. You be also wearing spandex. Don't make it weird. Go there and work out. It'll be great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, F45 training. It's the East Downtown location, and uh, you should work out there. It's tight. You might you might see me. Probably not. Most likely not, but you never you never know. Uh, and tell them that, uh, that Liam at Time Time reluctantly told you to go there. Yeah. Okay, so, maybe, yeah, so go there. Maybe they'll give you, like, a free... Like month? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they'll do a free month, but they're doing. Uh, David over there will do. David will do something. He'll do something if yeah. if they're. Uh, so yeah. So definitely tell him that that's this. That's how you heard about him, and uh, he will give you something, and it and it might be a stern talking to, but I, I don't yeah. know. You'll get something. Uh, canned oxygen at canned oxygen. They're releasing a bunch of new shirts that they still haven't given me any of them. They haven't definitely haven't given you any. But, uh, I think it's at Canned Oxygen 83. Because like, I think is, I spent a decent amount of time looking for... Oh, there you go. That's good. Uh, they, I think Maybe they don't, they don't have the 83 on Instagram. It's can, and it, it is. it's And it's CannedOxygen.com, so you can go to the website. The t-shirts are rad. Uh, check them out. Tyler Rules. It's a good company. It's local. They uh, love the state, love our team, so you got to support people like that. Yeah. And then Bravado. I mean, what do I... I don't even know where to start. Have you been chomping down on Bravado at all? Oh yeah, no. I put I put Serrano and basil on like macaroni and cheese and pizza and chicken and pretty much pretty much everything. Yeah, you need to. Uh, I still uh, implore you to 
try the the grapefruit margarita mix. I just uh, yeah, yeah. I just hit I just hit James up to send me more. And uh, <laughs> well, I was I needed some. I was gonna go to I was going to the pool a couple days ago, and I was like, man, uh, are they? I was like, they're in every you're, y'all are in every specs, right? And he's like, yo, we should be. And I was like, yeah, because I need some of that mixed stat. And he's like. Well, just let me know, man. He's like, he's like, I, and I'll, I'll send some out to you right away, my baby. I was like, you know what? That's th- this is why we don't harass you to your face about the sex of money. Do we bitch about yeah. it on this show? Do we personally feel attacked? Yes. Yeah. But that's why we don't yell at him, is because they're they're good people over there and they take care of us f- from that aspect. Yes. Not financially, just from yeah. that. So yeah, so Bravado Spice is is the best. That that grapefruit mix is something you have to try. So the, uh, at Bravado Spice, follow them. They're great. Like them on Facebook. Go to their website. Just just support local businesses. And uh, if you don't, then uh, you're supporting the devil. And that's actually it's in the Geneva Conventions. Look it up. So <laughs> if you want to be supporting the devil, then that's that's perfectly fine. Bravado Spice. Bravado Spice. It is the spice of your life. That's the audiobook version. There's no there's no tune this week. <laughs> That's the NPR. The yeah. NPR no, the, MP, the NPR one would be Bravado Spice. Are aliens real or not? The spice of your life coming up next. Okay. My name is Coldwell Banker. That is my literal name. <laughs> That's uh, a, you're listening to All Things Considered. That's actually <laughs> That's actually Coldwell Banker is a pretty tight name actually. <laughs> you know what up it's me. It's it's your boy Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That totally would be an NPR host named Wells Fargo. That's good. Yeah, he's uh, he's the loose cannon of the thing. He's like, it's me, Wells Fargo. He's kind of like the <laughs> ladies' man, but he's he doesn't get too sexual. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he knows his audience, so you got to. Yeah. So here we are. We still have a a a, a very good slash elite baseball team in this city. So that's something to be thankful for. Pretty much the the worst possible scenario all happened within a two week span in May. And somehow the Astros are what nineteen and five without. Uh, at first it was Altuve, and we're like, okay, well that's not good. But at least we have got Springer, and we got Correa and Bregman. And then Springer goes down, and Correa goes down. We're like, at least we got Bregman and Brantley, and Miles Straw, and Josh Reddick. Like it, it's it's a different dude stepping up every night. And lately it's Robinson Chirinos. Robinson Chirinos is straight up stepping up over the last what four days. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's been yeah, it's been him, but it's been it's been everybody, and that's what kind of makes this team more. I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to say more fun than they already were, taking away all the star power, but it's just it's kind of an organization flex, just showing how deep this organization is, how the the Triple A team is stacked with major league talent, and that how the the, the we're going to be relentless no matter what. I I don't know. I I don't know what to say. I. It's it's both not surprising to me and also very surprising at the same time if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, no, no, it, it's it's surprising because we've seen we've seen Derek Fisher come up and and play this role before, and it hasn't gone like this. And we've seen Miles Straw, you know, it, basically Miles Straw is here because he can he can straight up fly. <laughs> like if you hit it to the outfield, you're it, it, in the air and it stays in the park. He's gonna go get it. Uh, but it, there's something different. Um, you know, Tony Kemp hit a home run last night. I mean, it's it's just who's gonna. It's it's sort of become like a rather than dreading a game without you know Springer, Altuve, Correa, 
I sort of I've, I've paid a little bit more attention, not so much because I'm super tired uh, with these like nine ten p.m. starts. But I've I've paid attention for as long as I can every night. Like who's gonna step up and do something? And it's you know I don't th- I still don't think Bregman has hit his stride. You know he's he's got a really good OPS, but I I don't think he's happy at all with how his season is going. But there's three less people around him that that he would get pitches if they were in the lineup. Like of course you would rather challenge uh, Reddick than Bregman or. Uh, I I could I can't remember who was hitting behind Bregman last night. I think Brantley had the night off last night. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's there's just not as many obvious weapons where you're like, well, I got to throw strikes to this guy and just hope it goes okay. Like it's just, there's a different approach to the lineup with those three dudes out that I think Bregman is being negatively affected, but he's still coming through. He's getting a hit and a walk pretty much every night. Uh, he's doing, say he's playing really good defense and it's, you, you just sort of wonder like, who's, who's going to be the hero tonight. And it helps that it's a soft part of the schedule. And I think that's why, you know, I, I mean, everyone breathed a sigh of relief when, when Springer only had a grade two hamstrings, uh, spray. I mean, I thought when I first saw that happen, I was like, he's done for the year. Like that thing, like you could, like, it looked like you, like the, the, the tendon ripped from the bone. Like it, it, it was just it looked bad. Well, now just the, he's the one yeah, that's like flying. Well, just the was yeah, he's just the way he around. pulled. Yeah, well, just the yeah, he is, and just the way he pulled up and took himself out, which is something he doesn't do. And the way yeah. uh, and the way Hinch talked about it, it sounded like we he died. Like oh uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I don't like he just because Springer doesn't take himself out of games, even if he's hurt. No, you, we saw him yeah. play, the first time just playing through stuff with his back. You know, holding his side after swings. So uh, yeah, that was terrifying. So I mean. That's good on multiple accounts. The fact that he was play- having a MVP type season, and then uh, and you know we didn't, you hate to have him that go down because of injury. So to get him back quick is both helping the team and him. But I mean, what's funny is that you say about Bregman not hitting his stride yet. I mean, he's still hitting two seventy four, and I mean I know that, that and that's come up a few days. I mean, he was two for four last night with three RBIs, and he scored yeah, a run. That's true. Um, so. Th- th- I mean, I would, I would say Bregman. I would put him around three hundred, but I, I think two seventy five to three twenty is the range that we sh- career wise is is where we should expect to see Bregman fall in between. And I, I think that there's some aspect of Bregman that he's sort of you know when you when you're hitting second uh, and you've got I don't know Altuve, Correa, Brantley behind you. You know, you're you're content to try to get the double. You're content to you're content to to get the single and get on base and just let everyone behind you do the work. But when you when you're missing two pieces behind you, there's a little bit more pressure. Like, okay, I've got you know, I've got two guys in front of me that are on. I need to hit a three run homer here. I think he might be selling out a little bit for for the game changing play and sacrificing some average there because his his on base percentage and slugging percentage is still really good. Yeah. But but I think he's selling out a little bit to, to try to hit that deep ball, uh, which is understandable because I mean any game you can get a home run from Alex Bregman, you know it's it's a good it's a good game. Yeah uh, yeah I, I no I agree with that. Compensating a little bit. Yeah I agree with that. And the, the one thing I've noticed with Bregman is that uh, one thing that I mean he's obviously he's praised for his his eye. He seems to early on in the year be taking pitches that uh, maybe maybe he's in his head a little bit. Like, uh, where he'll take a pitch 
that's a piped fastball, and you'll see him, or or he'll just miss it, you know, miss it and foul it back, and just where he guessed wrong. He seems to be in his head a bunch, or, or watching pitches that that maybe he he went after last year, and he's slightly less aggressive. And I mean, that's not a knock on him. I think it's just something that's a that's affecting his numbers a little bit. He's not. I think some of that aggressive hitting that he was last year is what what really uh, what put him over the top. I wonder, and I don't have any, there's absolutely no statistical basis to back this up, but I wonder, which is a good lead-in to any prescient point, um, but I wonder if, like, the, you know, we talked about, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, how rough that one stretch towards, like, the, maybe the second week of April to the end of April, like, that was, they were playing, like, every decent team, which is, like, four uh, in the American <laughs> League. Uh, that's that's and, absolutely true. And now, now they're playing these these terrible teams like the Mariners, haha. And I wonder for Bregman, does he see a pitch come in and think there's no way this is that easy? And he's and I sort of like like I taught AP U.S. history last year, and I had students that that took like the star test, and the the standard for passing the star test is you get forty three percent of the questions right, and. And there were some kids that, and I, I told, I sort of told them, I was like, "You're going to get commended. Like that, it, you passed the, the star test. Congratulations! Like, pretty much, like ninety percent of my kids passed the, the star test." And I was like, "What do you think?" And they were like, I, "I just didn't seem like the questions could be that easy. Like, are they is, is Bregman pace, uh, facing pitchers that are that are so bad that he's like, there's no way this is the actual pitch. Like, it's got to drop off the table." 12 inches and like in the last in the last you know 18 inches before it crosses the plate like is it just an adjustment is there an adjustment to good pitching and is there like adjustment to to reading bad pitches that you should mash but you just can't believe they're that bad there absolutely there absolutely is i mean that's that's one of the reasons that i mean it's it's not a main reason but that's the like like jamie moyer guys like that that they could they lasted so long that's just there's an adjustment. Who was the um? Who's the the Cubs pitcher that that throws like eighty five? Uh, Kyle Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Kyle Hendricks he dominated the Astros. He dominated the Astros, and he's he, he like he throws below the threshold of where they're used to. It's a below average. It's such a below average fastball that it becomes effective because it's it's all you know. It's all about timing, and that's gotta fuck you up a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's why that's why Dallas Keuchel was so effective because in an era where where it's not uncommon to see pitchers throwing ninety five to ninety nine, he's throwing eighty eight to ninety, but he's throwing it where he wants to. Right, and that's different. And anytime you're different, it it but you're you're decently different. It's you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and I think so. I, I mean, one knock. I don't even. I don't even call this a knock. One thing to maybe to watch for Bregman is that he cares too much and he works too hard. So maybe he gets in, you know, he puts too much pressure on himself and he starts uh pressing a little bit like right now. Maybe he so maybe maybe he started to press a little bit and then he saw that everybody else can pick up the slack and he takes that pressure off himself. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Or just that he's such a competitor and wants to be the best so much that sometimes Getting in, in inside your own head and overthinking stuff can be a detriment to just being a competitor and letting the game come to you. But I mean, that's just me. I, mean, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I'm just it's some. I mean, he's like I said, he's, he's hitting 274, and we haven't hit. You know, we haven't hit the middle of June yet, so things things are okay. <laughs> a, few, a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, um, you know, 
know, Bregman's always been a slow starter, or at least in his limited, you know, he didn't, was it, he came up in 20, what, 2016? Yeah. And, and he had that awful start, but that was like end of July, August. Um, and he, he rebounded okay, but, but he got off to a slow start in 17, a slow start in 18. And in, in 2019, you know, the, this season, he, he seemed to have it sort of figured out and put together. Uh, he had a 900 OPS and talked about being not happy with his praise. Though he said he at one point he was hitting 300 and he said he was the worst 300 hitter uh, in baseball, which is that's remarkable. Um, <laughs> well, that's why I mean that's what makes him potentially great, and everybody recognized that is because it's not lip service like yeah. do it the old the old baseball adages. It's none of that shit. It he actually like he meant that. He really, he really felt that he was the worst 300 hitter in baseball, which is oxymoronic in itself. But it's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very true. And so, but he got off to a, a good start, and I think you know he's one of these guys that that tends to get better as the season goes on. As they start to get, you know, their their core, the the, the heart of the lineup back, you know, it's it's only going to give him more protection, which means he's only going to be more more dangerous. So I mean everything's looking good. I mean, what, yeah. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it looking good? What is there to complain about? Starting pitching. Tyler uh, White. You, Tyler White still. I would happily. And yesterday morning, I felt bad about it because you know I do love Tyler White. We, a, we, I'm, I'm going to say it every single time. We we love Tyler White. We wish him the best. We want him to hit 400. But he right now. I'm not even going to say he's done. He can't play. I'm not going to say any of that stuff. I don't think he's a bad baseball player. We love him. He made some great defensive plays when he was playing first base. He's just not – he's not playing at the level that the Astros need him to be playing right now. He just is yeah, not. No. I, yesterday – I think it was yesterday morning I tweeted because I don't have anything to do until – I don't have to really be anywhere until like June 26th. Um, I was like in an era where the where the ball is leaving the park at, at a remarkable rate. Respect to Tyler White for respecting the game enough to not hit home runs. And like he's playing like dead ball, like he respects the dead ball era so much. He's not going to hit any home run. It's amazing that a guy with that power, and he doesn't have a track record of success, but he's shown that he can pop off for a couple weeks at a time. He has one home run this year. He has no like bat how, speed. He has no the, bat speed. The balls are juiced. Like what is? Why can't? How is it possible to have a DH for the best team in base and for the at least the best team? I mean, uh, okay, the Twins are good. But one of the the three best teams in baseball, and you can't put the ball over the fence because he can't hit it. He can't hit fastballs, James. And that's that's a pitch that guys like that. That's where their power comes from. He can't hit fastballs. He doesn't have the bat speed. That's he can't yeah. hit fast. He can, at least this year he can't. He's not he's not turning on anything. He's off balance a bunch, and you can't hit for power when you're off balance. And when your when bat's you when you when your bat's slow, you can't do it. You're not a hitter. You can't do anything. When you first saw Tyler White this year. Did you think, and I have no room to talk, like I'm actively making changes in my life to lose weight, but when you saw him, were you like, dude, you, like, what, I guess I won't try to put words in your mouth. What was your impression of Tyler White's physical shape when you first saw him this year? I looked at the calendar to see if it was Thanksgiving, because it was like, that sure did have some holiday weight. Like that's what I look like after like after Christmas. It's like if I have to eat one more fucking ham, I'm gonna kill everybody. No more hams. No more honey baked hams and eating sandwiches for the next week. Look, he felt it looked like he had a few too many hams. 
I'm going to eat seven pounds of green bean casserole, and I'm going to love it, but I'm going to hate myself for it. Yeah, yeah, just like minutes. just vats of stuffing, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm putting this on everything. It doesn't matter. I'm just eating it. It's the holidays. It's this is all for Santa and the baby Jesus. And then yeah, so that's what I <laughs> that's what I thought. But then after after I settled in, I'm, I, if he's not playing in the field. Uh, and he's DHing like uh, the Tyler White in the past. I'm like, hey, this is a guy that's hit himself onto two major league rosters. Uh, why? Why? I mean, who cares? We've seen we've seen large players be successful. Yep. Your Cecil Fielders, your Prince Fielders, your Mo Vaughns. Your I mean, it goes on. So I mean, if he could rake, it may it, may, it would make no difference. But it, the bat speed seems slower this year. He's looked stupid yep. on some fastballs where it was like. You know what his, he looks like? He looks like Carlos Correa did last year when he was hurt, and he just—it was like he was overmatched. He just couldn't swing as hard as some of those balls were coming in. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's what he—that's he, what he like. He's looked overmatched, where it's like he his best swing could not match some of the fastballs, and that's just—I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if it's not. That's just the eye test with me. But uh, yeah, I, I just right now. Even I mean, even if it was just, I mean, send him down and and get get one of these guys that are being productive. Uh, the majority of the at bats. At bats. I mean, I, I guess the super two deadline is passed. Luno said no Alvarez. He hasn't shown he can play first base. They don't need him to play first base. No, like they, there's enough flexibility. You can put Guriel at first. You can put. I, I maybe Reddick can play first. You want Reddick? Well, then maybe that's why Tyler White's. Well, that's why Tyler White's up here because he can play first base. But um, and, and I understand why Kyle Tucker hasn't come up. Kyle Tucker hasn't come up because Reddick's not hurt. Brantley's not hurt. We don't. And yeah, Miles we don't Strong. need them. We want to see them. We're excited for what they're doing. It's fun. We don't need them right now, and we don't need them to. That's something that we can take our sweet time with. I'm a hundred percent with the team on that. And and I'll I'll be I'll be the first to admit that the Astros have won two thirds of their games that Tyler White has started, but they've won those games despite Tyler White and not not because of Tyler White. Right, no, no. That's that's my, and, and I guess I don't know. It's not like you can bank two wins in one game. I don't know why. I, I just I don't. I want to freaking curb stomp the American League like Edward Norton did in American History. Well, X, they which and, is one and, of the most horrific scenes in movie history. Yeah, I don't want. Thanks for bringing that in my head. I didn't need to. I that's just thinking about that that makes me queasy. I don't like that. <laughs> my, um, I have no genitals. They've all retreated into my body. Yeah, it's like, like Edward. Uh, you know, Edward Norton. He's he's quite the character actor. <laughs> I like to. I just like to picture him like he was an Italian job with that sleazy mustache. That's how I like to picture Edward Norton all the time. He's a Camille. He, I believe, whatever role he plays, if he wants to be the dude in Primal Fear, like I believe him. If he wants to be the Italian job, I like that guy was just such a scumbag and like a ha <laughs> ha had his little mustache. Like that was just that's the Edward Norton that I like. I feel like that's the real Edward Norton. Is just kind of a, just a scumbag. But I don't feel like he's Edward Norton playing somebody. I feel like he, the, he's actually that guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like that, he was playing himself. Just, just a big douche. <laughs> that's who he was. Just screwing over his friends. Like just, just, just for some money. Just have everybody killed and like, just not. Yeah. Just real socio, very sociopathic. Yeah, I know. I feel that way about Vince. I don't think Vince Vaughn has acted a day in his life. I think he picks roles that ad- adequately he can just draw on personally. Except Psycho. Except, Psycho. except Psycho. Yeah, that was different. That was well, because Psycho, he wasn't he wasn't talking around in circles like, well, maybe I do feel good. Maybe the big bear, come give the big bear a hug. He wasn't like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, the that's true. That's the one exception. Hey, come get come give Papa Bear a hug. And let me kill you because I'm the Psycho. I'm a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Every other movie though, like old school, 
Wedding Crashers, that's who he is. That's Vince, I, that's Vince Vaughn playing Vince Vaughn. I don't like when people make fun of him because I think that, that talking in circles thing, I think it's absolutely hysterical. I love Vince no, Vaughn. No, he's great. He's wonderful. He's a national treasure. I, you, I don't know who won Best Picture the year the Wedding Crashers came out, but it was not a better movie than Wedding Crashers. Yeah, when that guy added it. Yeah, when that got into Netflix, I, I I watched it. I was just like, this is so good. And you know what's also good uh, and that I'll watch all year round is Four Christmases. I've never seen that. It is it is a very underrated Christmas classic, but it's yeah, it's Vince Vaughn. It's it is peak Vince Vaughn, and it's and it's 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 just prime Vince Vaughn. Like you gotta you gotta watch it for sure. Like at any time, right. it's it's it is absolutely hilarious. I love it. So yeah, shout out to Vince Vaughn, killing it down down with Tyler White, up with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, but you know what? But the, but the Astros are he. I mean, he's got the length. He can stretch. Um, but you know, the, at the end of the day, that this is, I, I, maybe I'd, it's a step further than nitpicking. But when you're a team as deep and as good as the Houston Astros are, you don't, you don't. Uh, Tyler White isn't costing you games. He's he's playing for his base. He's not. You're not going to lose a game because because of Tyler White for the most part. So he's not. He he's not a detriment. Tyler White is not a detriment to the team. We just we just have evidence around him that there maybe could be a more productive lineup with guys that we're aware of but Tyler White is there we're not like oh Tyler White really cost us that one yeah I mean it's everybody's stepping up so like I I I don't want that's what I don't want this come out like we all I mean Tyler White would probably admit that he's not he's not playing up to his his standards so um yeah so it Tyler White can play every like you said we've won two-thirds of the games with with him starting uh, I, I'd be. I mean, I I can't see any universe where that's not the case going forward and playing all the way out if he played every game. So I, I it's nitpicking, but I I I would like to see Kemp get those reps. Uh, potentially Miles Straw get those reps, and then and then let AJ use the the flex, you know, as he does, and he's gonna do anyway. I I, I don't know. I it's there. It's a it's a good problem to have. No, I yeah. I guess I mean. I... Yeah, no, it, that's a really good point. That he's not. No, the Astros have not lost a game because of Tyler White. And, and even if and they did, that's... and even if they did one game, I mean, like, what are we talking about? There were runners on, and he didn't come through. That could be any hitter in the lineup. I mean, Tyler White is not going to lose you baseball games. He's also not going to win you baseball games. But he's you not, have other. But you. Winning, yeah. But you have other players that do that. You have your Michael Brantleys, and you have your Reddicks this year. You have you have your Alex Bregmans, and then you have the other guys stepping up. So I. Jake Marisnik's a, a new player, a new man. Um, they all seem to be new people. You got Josh Reddick, who's playing some of the best outfield I've ever seen ever, and Jake Marisnik doing the exact same thing and also hitting both of them. What's I, th- I think the the biggest compliment that I can pay Reddick and Marisnik is that when a when a ball is hit to the outfield and actually goes for a hit, like I'm surprised. Like there was there was one last I, I want to say it was last night the. The computer, the the MacBook. Why we're not recording on on my end is because that's the I gotta update my pirated stream, my IP scrambler computer. Yar, I be a stream, and I don't know why I did that. Never mind, <laughs> just keep going. That's my pirate pirate. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch. I've listened to the games, and I fell asleep listening to the. I fell asleep before. I, I fell asleep when the when the Astros were down. So maybe I don't need to listen. But when uh, Good One gave up the three run, which I want to talk about that for a second. Raymond Goodwin, okay, 
is that Goodwin, so last night, Goodwin 4-2 lead, bases are loaded. A.J. Hinch brings in the dude that was brought up from AAA like yesterday to face a lefty with the bases loaded and two outs. And to be fair, Vogelbach, Seattle's lefty, was three for 35 going into that at bat. Uh, Goodwin is the, is the basically the only he's the only lefty in the bullpen now because Framber's been moved to the bullpen uh, to the rotation. Uh, gives up a bases clearing double to to a dude that looks like me. Uh, Vogelbach is that is that Goodwin's fault for giving up the hit? Is that Hinch's fault for putting the guy who has just been recalled from AAA that day, or is that just good hitting from Vogelbach? I mean, five four. It doesn't matter because the Astros won eleven five. I can't. I mean, I can't. I I can't. Or is that just baseball? That's just baseball. Is my answer to that because I, I mean, there was a time where, I mean, there was two runners on and, and it brought Presley in and Presley gave up a single and it was a two run single. I mean, is that Presley's not a bum? I mean, I think. It, I mean, and, and it's, <laughs> so my answer is it could be any three of those uh, singularly, or it could be all of them at once, or it could just be baseball. Okay. I mean, sometimes you know. I mean, uh, yeah. You hit I the mean, you hit the ball. You throw the ball. You catch the ball. I'm asking you to to help me complain about a game the Astros won against Seattle. Uh, so I I I, that, I would like well just to okay. <laughs> I know right. To, I mean to pivot off that. I I would like to see better stuff out of uh, Goodwan when he actually comes in. I he's one of the few guys I have zero confidence in. <laughs> that's true that's very true i have zero confidence in him and um i'm not necessarily i'm not at the point where i'm terrified when he comes in like he's not like i'm still like that like rondone when he comes in i'm just like here we go where is it what how many how many feet is this one going that's that's how i feel and like i'll never it, it doesn't matter how good he is in a year i always will have that pit of the stomach feeling so Goodwan hasn't got there yet but he's getting there for me it's just every time he comes in, it's shaky. He's, he gets lit up. I don't. I, I I see the potential. I can tell he has good stuff, but I've never seen him put it together uh, as of late. So I, I'd like to. I'd like to see that come to fruition at some point. Actually, cannot remember a single Raymond Goodwin. I remember. I, I only know jokes about him. Like like, I don't know if you follow at the bad guy. Yeah, an underscore in there. I think I do. Super, super good dude. Like longtime writer and supporter of Astros County. I owe him a T-shirt. Uh, one of his do you his do you have do you have T-shirts? I want a T-shirt. No, I, I I somewhere in on this property, which is only like three fifths of an acre. Uh, I have a bag full of like Astros County with the Colt Forty Fives logo, like T-shirts that I cannot find. And one, and I might just have to. It's been like five years. We've moved like twice since since I got these, so they could have just been lost, you know, in one of the moves. But I might just ask ask my dude. There's a dude in Corpus who was a big Hooks fan, and I used to spend a lot of time covering like because that was yeah. the only hope. Being an Astros fan was like what was happening in Corpus. He was a screen printer, as still is, as far as I know. Uh, made me a ton of shirts and and I just can't find those shirts. And so I'll I'll either ask I'll either spend a really hard a really long time like looking for those shirts or i'll ask him to make me some more yeah you should and i'll i'll send those out yeah well yeah i mean well and this is like we'll just we'll just talk shop on the air we should we should probably get some uh 
at least make it to where listeners can get the Lima Time shirts, Time Time shirts that I have, and then maybe some Astros County stuff. And yeah, maybe we cool. just just to have them and just to, I don't. No, I mean not necessarily make money for us, but just like just those Lima Time Time shirts. You, and y'all got you got the sweatshirts. Those are pretty dope, right? I mean, I, I when I, I get people stop me all the time when I wear them. They don't and they don't ask about the podcast at all. But the shirts are pretty. They're pretty dope. <laughs> they're sweet, yeah. No, and they're, they're like the sweatshirt that you sent me. Super comfortable. Like I wore that a lot. Like I, the, this this past winter, which wasn't terribly cold, but every chance I got, like I I wore it. Yeah, that my uh, I got my I got, my daughters wear them to school, and like one of the nice. creep, one of the creepy PE coaches like always <laughs> always wants to talk to my my youngest about the podcast, and she's like, I don't know, dude, like leave me alone, like I don't want to talk, like yeah, it's my dad's podcast, I don't just leave me alone, like he's <laughs> so so it's bring it's bringing upon uh, unwanted unwanted attention and at, at, at Tompkins High School. <laughs> anyway, so, so anyway, yeah. Guy- so yeah, so good, so good one. Like I, yeah, prove it, prove it to me, buddy, because I've had about enough. How about that? His best tweet was like, "The Astros changed when the Astros went from a uh, from a from a bad bullpen like Fernando Abad to a good one," and that was very funny, and I was super proud of him. And and uh, now everybody it, makes that joke, and we hate it. It blew, it, it, but it, the, when he made it, it was no. It that's was what I'm saying. Like he's like fresh. like yeah, like his was fresh, but like it's yeah, it's it's old now. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I just, yeah, the, those things on the, and that goes for anything on the internet. When I see everybody making the same one, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I made a, a good one joke last night. And I no, like, I'm gonna, well, now, but see, but then, see, but that's the fun, that's the beauty of comedy is that now it's so annoying and I hate it so much that now I might make one that's come all the way around to where it's so terrible that it's like, <laughs> it's like meta where I know it's terrible and I, I'm going to start using them now. So we can, yeah, we, that, that's the, uh, the, the jury's, oh, yep, the verdict's in. We can, now use Goodwan jokes again, and they're funny. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, wait, you want to talk about the draft? Uh, we can talk about the draft, or we can talk about how much people liked last week's episode, and how a player coming is is something that I didn't know was gonna <laughs> it was gonna take off like it did. It, you know, we should have known. Like, it, we're a very repressed fan base because we're all mostly like evangelical Christian. You know. Well, no, but I mean, but I mean, like that's like, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't supposed to be derogatory. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking about come. That's probably not great, but I mean, I meant, <laughs> <laughs> I meant with like his wife. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like uh, under the the holy sacrament that is wedding, that is the that is marriage. So like, yeah, it's it's very holy. God created that. So yeah, I don't want anybody to don't don't get that misconstrued. No, he's very loyal to Patty for sure. But yeah, so like, but it was just I, the reactions from that was fun because we didn't let the cat out of the bag, and then I there were so many tweets were just like we even got we got we got Stroh's fan I know to laugh out loud, which is like that's like I I don't know, yeah, that's like the devil not living around flames, like saying it's too I I don't know, (laughs) I don't yeah, that's very hard to do. We had a bunch of yeah, which is a bunch of people just liking it. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, so if you're listening, if you have any other uh. Any other examples of how players can can come? You can just 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 tweet them in. Like like Jeff Lunau can only come if he's doing a comparative analysis of uh, analytics. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff Back Jeff Bagwell can only come if there's titties. <laughs> just send those to, to at Lima Time Time. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't put him on here. Yeah, actually, you know what? Don't do that. I'm, I'm gonna get out of this. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the draft. (laughs) 
you know you know a couple things. Uh, tell me what you know. Um. Well. Well. The Astros they went they went really strong with bats. I mean that. Let's see. I don't know. Was it six out of the first ten were bats? I don't know. They they, they took Corey Lee thirty second overall. That he's a cow catcher. Um, yep. Love it. Love it. This is the. Uh, I guess he he's the new Johnny Shitdick. He's the. Uh, that's the. Hu- <laughs> I don't know when. The, well, no, because well Castro was a first round draft pick. He was. He was. A, last, he was. He was. Shit. He was tenth. He was tenth overall or something. Yep. I mean, shout out to Jason Castro out there just killing it. His his uncle Fidel, he rest in peace. Millions. He really is, and and then uh, what? When do they take Stubbs? Stubbs was tenth uh, round. Okay. Okay, but so yeah, so they drafted. Didn't they draft him as a pitcher? Who? Which is they, they drafted Stubbs as a pitcher. I hang on, I gotta look this up. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have, I have absolutely no idea. And I, and that actually makes a difference. Um, that makes a difference at least initially. Uh, he's a, he was a pitcher, he was a catcher, and, um, no, 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 okay, so he was a pitcher, got Tommy John surgery, missed all of 2018, and came back and focused on catching, so he's a catcher like his brother, Astros great Garrett Stubbs, um, and, and so they drafted him as a, but they drafted him as a pitcher, so I guess two years removed from Tommy John, they're ready to move forward with him. Uh, pitching rather than as a catcher, it's it's complicated. The, how they the position that they draft you with has some importance, but I don't know when. Right. You, uh, Joey Votto was drafted as a catcher. Right. I mean, for God's sake, like you can you can play with that, as, but I don't know how at what. You're yeah. We drafted you as a as a catcher. Now you play left field. Right. Like I don't know. I don't is know is what that all? Are. Is that is that salary slotting? Based based so. on I mean, it's not based on it's not based on position like I think the NFL's like that right, Where, I I don't know. I don't know. Hate the NFL. Yeah, nobody nobody likes it. Uh, I but hate but Pain. but Corey, no, I don't. I don't. He's a nice I guy. Uh, so but so but Corey Lee's interesting. Um, he's a guy that not everybody gave first round uh, grades to, but he's he's like a guy with. Huge upside, which makes me think that he's gonna hit and he's gonna be another Astros win. He's the guy's got an absolute cannon. He's a got a just a gun for an arm. But he broke out. He broke out his junior season and he he hit three thirty eight and he uh, he hit fifteen home runs, which uh, was tied for his team lead with Andrew Vaughn, who was the third overall pick this year. Yeah, at Cal. So he showed sign. He's six one two oh five. Uh, that's a big boy. That's a, that's a catcher. A six one two oh five. That's that's like prototypical catcher build, right? I'm not in front of a computer at this present moment, but I wonder what Joe Maurer was when he was drafted first overall. Like, what was what was his height and weight when he was drafted? Joe Maurer was, was Joe Joe Maurer was never. He had some. He had he had big thighs. He was a he was thick. <laughs> yeah, two C's. But he wasn't a big guy. I, when I think of catchers, I think of like your standard. Not tall. I think I think five eleven, like two fifteen, like but just like not fat, just like a a catcher. This guy, like this a, yeah, uh, this guy's like that. Us, yeah. 
Okay, so so I I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, hopefully, you know, I also I also saw what you saw. Like, oh wow, the this is the first real surprise of the draft. Like they drafted him so much higher, and then Fangraphs came in and were like, actually, we sort of had him pegged in the in the, sort of the early forties, so it's not as much of a reach. And, yeah, because yeah, because he was thirty second overall. It's not no, it wasn't a reach. It was who was it? It was Aaron Fit. Aaron Fit tweeted that it was a surprise first rounder, but only because the Astros were at the tail end of the first round. <laughs> yeah, no, and and I think what what you have to remember with casual baseball fans is that it's not like the NBA or NFL draft where you count on these dudes to to produce for you next year. Like best case scenario, you show up to. Uh, the best case scenario is you show if anyone drafted in the last three days is ju- uh, the best case scenario they show up in 2021, like I, or just or anything. It's just like yeah, 2022 yeah. is is optimistic. 2023 is pretty normal. So it's it's you can't. It, I I don't like the MLB Network uh, televising the draft because it's not the same model. It's not the same entertainment model as it is for like if you're a Rockets fan or if you're, which don't have a first round pick or the or a Texans fan who don't have a first round pick, like you're not looking at who are you going to see impact your team in September or in November. Like it's it's years down the road, and MLB does not need to make the coverage of the draft like NFL or, or the NBA. All right, well I and, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree only because. MLB Network has nothing else, and, and and it's for the the kids. Those kids are sitting around with their friends. I mean, that's just, it's an experience for them, and it's a it's a it's a running thing. It, now you, so you, you're kind of making two different points. You're making the point that yes, I agree with you. It, it, it's not the same thing. Uh, what was that? Was it is it Chandler Rome? Is that who I'm is that who I'm talking about? It was just like okay, the Astros Astros draft is over. See you. We'll see. We'll I'll let you know in five years how they did. <laughs> I mean that's. <laughs> No, there's no dra- there's no draft grades. You can't draft grade any of this. You can just kind of so it, it's different. It's a it's a, a complete different thing. You got you don't know if guys are gonna sign. There's all sorts of different aspects to it. But for the aspect of especially in the age of 24 hour network programming, of of course the MLB network is gonna coverage it co- cover it. And I you know I don't hate it for the guys that like. They're sitting around watching it and to see your name come across and just have a few. But I think that's cool. So I. But I mean, that's uh, you just. Know, that's that's a really good point. It's good for it's good for. I mean, honestly, for you know, you're one of the best hundred athletes that you're in your age range. You you should be able to get on TV. You're not. It's not just like a corner of the newspaper or. Or whatever. So I, I guess, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool for them. And yeah, like, so just, yeah. So it's just like a, rea- yeah. It's just, it's like a, uh, it's just a thing for them. A, a step, like a, an acknowledgement of all the hard work they've put in. That hey, look, because I mean, you get, you get six, seventh rounders in the NFL. Their name's still called on TV, and it's a whole thing. They got the family around. They're having the, uh, the party and stuff. Like I, I'm not saying the players are having the party, but like get your name on the TV. Like you need to like. You just got drafted to possibly achieve a dream that you've had since you were a kid. Like, get yeah. get, get a little shine from it, you know? Not just be a, a little blip, even though the, the draft moves so fast that you are a blip. But, yeah, um, no, that's a good point. But, like, yeah, get your shine. Get your shine, Blair Henley, seventh round, you know, from Texas. I mean, just uh, so the, we got we got Matthew Barefoot, an- another cool name. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, Matthew Barefoot, that's... 
coincidentally, that's how I like to be at the beach. I like to be barefoot. I don't know if you know. <laughs> what? I'm what? I'm getting blocked from this. I'm not allowed to do the podcast anymore because of that joke. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, and and the thing is that you don't know who's going to respond to what. I mean, J.D. Martinez was a what twenty first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler White, thirty third round. I mean, it, it, there's just there's it's twelve hundred guys. It's not like the NFL. There's what seven rounds in the NFL or six? yeah seven. Seven, so thirty-two teams, two twenty-four. Yeah, that, I mean, like that's that's elite of elite. So I mean, that's why that's why they all have the the big parties, or even the guys. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's a different animal, and you never know who's gonna who's gonna pop up. And and it, Roy Oswald was what like a twenty-first round draft pick. I mean, you just yeah, but he's a farmer. He's the twenty-first round draft. Roy Oswald's like, a just farmer. Don't know. Yeah, when you have a farmer, though, like, yeah, I mean, you have a guy that's accepted a gift of a tractor. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Royals. Walt. All I like to do is pitch, and I love my farmer wife. Thanks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go husk some corn or whatever. I don't know how what it's called. That's what I'm gonna do. He's he's do Royals. Walt's working right now. He's on. The, he's in like in his tractor right now, plowing something. Yeah. Do you? That's the only. That's the only way Royals Walt can come is if he's plowing the fields. Got it. <laughs> Remember, I'm gonna put you on the spot with the trivia question. What is Roy Oswald's hometown? I don't know why I know this, but I I know it. Oh, it's in uh shit. Name the name the state, and then I'll name the town. It's it's Missouri, isn't it? It's not Missouri. Oh no, it's Mississippi. Close. It's uh Mississippi. shit. It's yeah, it's Mississippi. It's fucking uh it's some it's some Polish place. Uh, I don't. I, how do you say it? No, I don't know how to say it. It's it's Weir Weir Mississippi W E I R. Okay, fair enough. I don't know I don't know but I mean it's a, it, it's it's so bizarre I mean because everyone watches college football I mean I don't like football and I watch college. Hey hey you got to be if you're not a man unless you're watching the pigskin buddy. I, this is I'm the worst kind of fan that like no I don't I care. will pay the minimum amount of attention to the college world series and and I just don't I just don't know I, I, the different tools like a metal bat like that doesn't seem fair why um, uh, yeah can we yeah can't stop why and I know this is a question that's been asked a million times and the answer I'm gonna answer it the the question I'm having immediately is money. But why can't the game be the same <laughs> like it is in every other thing in every other sport? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's money. Think, it's I mean, colleges I, can't afford broken wood bats over and over again. It comes down to money, and it's little leagues can't afford totally wood bats. Can. It's but I no, still, but that's what it is. From college, that's, seventeen years that's ago. What right? it is? That's what it is. It's money. It's that's why they don't have wood bats. It's not money. It's not it's wood bats. It, yes, it is. A, yes, it is. Wood, wood bats break. It's they don't money. last. I, I'm pretty sure it is. What then? What would be the reason to have a more dangerous apparatus out there? Where'd he go? This is what this is what we're dealing with here on Lima Time Time. We're dealing with. He just. I think he just hung up on us. Tight. Very tight. I'm gonna call him back. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a real fun time for all. If he doesn't didn't answer, I am going to... I'm calling the, Should we call the police on his house? This is part of the real podcast. I'm going to put it on. 
Yeah, we're going to call the police on him because I don't appreciate whatever he just did. Alright, here we go. Sounds like we're on a fucking submarine. You there? Yeah, buddy. Alright, what was the la I was on one. What was the last thing you heard? Um, I didn't hear any of it, but I go ahead and get, get back on one so we can hear it. I was calling about talking about how I was going to call the police if you didn't answer it on the Skype call. <laughs> okay, so I'll try to recreate my outrage. College football coaches understand that the goal of playing college football is to make it to the NFL. College basketball players understand that the, the reason for playing college basketball is to make it to the NBA <coughs> and also try to make a deep run in a tournament, win some games, but you can't abuse you cannot abuse college basketball players the same way that, that college baseball coaches can abuse college baseball. You got a dude that just got drafted in the second round, you're gonna go out and make him throw 140 pitches. Like that's bullcrap. College baseball coaches are the worst people in in collegiate sports. And yeah, you might have a college basketball coach sign a deal with Adidas so that they so that you'll funnel a kid their way, but it doesn't impact like how they are as professionals. You're just trying to hook hook yourself and hook them and their family up with some money. And I don't like corruption at any level, but but what college baseball coaches are doing to their players in order to win games is reprehensible and should be uh, should be punished with jail time. Like if, if you have a kid that a pitcher and you know what the risk of injury for like 19, 20, 21 year old pitchers is, you're gonna make them throw 130 pitches and then two days later go out and try to get like a 40 pitch save. That's bullcrap. And and every, the the college the college collegiate baseball is absolutely broken because I, and I, I don't know why it, it's it's ego like I don't know if college coaches think they should be professional coaches I don't know what the answer is and I don't know what the issue is but but I I, 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 don't, I if if I was a collegiate coach I'd be like no this dude just got drafted like he potential. Uh, career in the majors, he's only throwing 80 pitches today, and if we lose, we lose. But it's what's best for him. Like I don't understand. That's that's not that's not like, that's not his call. All, like, what do you like, mean? that just want to win. Yes, their job is to no, win. But, but their job is to win. You are talking about that. Th that's two different things. That now is in a perfect world. That would be the approach of the college coach the college coach is there to win a national championship and to win with the team he has on the field and if it takes 140 pitches from a guy uh as harsh as it is he's not thinking about him pitching for the toronto blue jays he doesn't give a shit he's trying to win a national championship i have that's bull I, why why what why that's not his job no, just 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 like a uh, just like a college football player. The, the college football coaches aren't saying like, "All right, best receiver, sit this play out because you're gonna get drafted number one overall." I mean, what are we talking about? What do you know? I mean, they're, they're there to win for their team that they're on. That's not. I I, I mean I from a morality standpoint, I agree with you. That you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to throw out. You don't want to like ruin the career of a guy that you have that has pro potential. But your job as the coach at at fuckface University <laughs> State, fuckface State, 
is oh, is, is to win. Yeah. yeah, is to win the NAIA championship. <laughs> you're not even D one. You're NAIA. Um, <laughs> as, as I was, yeah. Yeah, that that's your that's your job. So I I use the people you have on your team as much as you can, and I I don't think I, I don't think the players unless they're some super diva. I don't think they're complaining either because if I'm a pitcher. And I'm on that team. I I want to be out there. I want if I can go and I'm my arm's good. I'm throwing those 140 pitches, trying to win for my team. So, uh, so I I I, I, I 100% agree with your sentiment. But that's not that's not the manager's job. They're trying to win championships and they're trying to win with that team they have on the field. And they're not worried about no for, for the no, most part. Throwing, making making a 20 year old throw 140 pitches. Is is the absolute moral equivalent? That's when they can. But that's when they can throw those pitches. When the body can bounce back. I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of the, a lot of this is devil's advocate. So I just this is for the sake of this is semantics. This is banter. This is all that. But I, that is when the body can bounce back. Think I mean just equate it to drinking. I could drink for three days straight and like chug a entire keg, and then exercise in my 20s and if i look at a glass of wine now i am hung over for three days <laughs> there is, and like so so and like so that's just equate that to being an athlete it's, it's the same kind of thing you uh it, it, you heal faster you sleep better when you're younger there's all there's just also you just you bounce back i'm not i'm not advocating for anybody ever th- th- having to throw 140 pitches, because that's a fucking lot. Of, that's a game and a half, and that's not not okay. But if the game's in the line, and you've got fucking some guy named Brinson, you you have you have Brinson Hertz, who is he has a 6.43 ERA, is the only other pitcher, and you have this one stud. You're riding your horse to the championship, and let me uh, stop and say that horses are the animal of the devil, and they're terrible. But you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna ride that long as you, and long as, and he's probably asking the player, "Are you good? Can you go?" And he's like, "Yeah, coach, let's go." Well, what else is he gonna say? Because he's a gamer. He's trying to win. So, like, I, I would say, I would say the the guy that comes out to to preserve some sort of draft status, although that may be the best decision, and let the future play that out. That's a bitch move. If you're come, if you can go and you your arm's fine, and you're like, I better not, and you're trying for your team, then you're selling on your team, and you're a bitch. No, but I I don't think I, I don't think you put the decision in the hands of the nineteen year you, twenty year old. Well, you should no, you don't. I love how I'm, I didn't turn my notifications off, and I'm just getting a bunch of fucking emails. That's great. <laughs> that's great that's great it's probably just chase I mean, telling me my balance is low or something anyway <laughs> this is i mean i i only coach freshman soccer like that I, so this is not equivalent at all but like i had a kid that like his knee hurt and i'm like well you're coming out and it was a tight game and it 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 could have decided like, the freshman district championship which ultimately doesn't matter but hey it matters to me i was i had a fantasy team why'd you take him out you cost me my <laughs> you cost me my freshman soccer fantasy championship <laughs> well that's because you've been on belton bitch um, <laughs> the uh <laughs> the uh but i mean like look like i ultimately it's better it's better for everybody if you don't tear your acl in a freshman game 
So, you know, I, I just don't understand. How, and, and maybe this is just me as like a liberal. Um, <laughs> you liberal, saying, you libtard. A libtard saying like, hey, uh, I would rather see you succeed and not get a horrific injury. Um, so, you know, you're not pitching. We're going to see what, jo- what Johnny Shitnick can do uh, play, throwing, throwing lefty. Like, I just I agree with, but see I agree no I but see I I agree I agree with you like that that is the right approach as a human being well I, but but like I I'm but I don't but it but like I'm I'm a I'm super competitive and I'm not I, I would never I would never like knowingly jeopardize I'm not a bud Kilmer like I'm not putting a shot in somebody. I'm not putting a shot in somebody's knee. Like that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about if you got a guy that's your ace, and he can go, and he is seemingly okay to go. I'm playing my best players. I'm trying to win the championship for this team. For the guys that will never play again. For the guys that are on that team right now. I'm not thinking about him playing. You know, uh, a winner ball or a ball. You know first a ball with some i'm not thinking about that i'm thinking about the team that i coach that i have right now that this is their everything so i'm not i'm not looking at that so i'm not talking about like jeopardizing careers and 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 leveraging futures i'm just talking about that i'm i'm going for it so i don't i just don't have a problem with that but that's just that's just but and and i don't have a problem with you saying like i i tip, tip my cap i say all right yeah that's that's badass that's 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 great that's giving a guy a chance to succeed. That's that's knowing your players. That's 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 another. That's just, that's like a different managerial approach that I completely respect. It's just not. I I don't think that you're right, and I don't think I'm right, and I don't think it, it's just it's just a different approach. I don't know. I just I just think it's it's up to the dudes that are like me that are like 39 years old that you you don't take the word of the of the teenager or the kid in his early 20s to determine whether or not he's good. Like you have to take the entire scenario. Like I can I, I agree. I agree. I agree, but that doesn't that but that doesn't mean just because he's got a future and he's fine and and you take everything into account doesn't mean you still don't pitch you still take him out. I I'm just saying that that's not I can agree with you to a certain point, but that doesn't mean that I agree that he comes out no matter what. That you're just like, hey, you're gonna pitch the next level. Let's not take the chance. I, I might take the chance, and a lot of athletes okay. would too. And you and you saw like what well, I don't know if you saw the and, and we're, we're at almost at an hour, so we can wrap this up pretty soon. But like I don't know if you saw yeah. the uh, bases loaded with Ryan Presley, but he talked about how he was a he he was a high school football player, and he. Him and his dad snuck off to to play uh, a, a football his last football game that he wasn't supposed to play because he was he was getting drafted and you know he's supposed to get drafted and he, all this stuff and he wasn't gonna let his team down so he snuck off and he got his knee banged and got hurt and came down on crutches and uh, he was like I don't regret it for a second I, I went to go I want to go play and help my team out and that's kind of how I that's kind of how I view it. Like you go and you play and you you give it all and that's just kind of the risk, and you put that in God's hands or in fate's hands or whatever. But I I don't, I I don't I don't like 
I don't like a manager micromanaging either and just being telling me, no, sorry, you're you're destined to be this. That's not that's not the manager's job either to tell somebody what they're gonna be. Anyway. I can get on board with that. I mean that that makes sense. I mean if it uh, I, I mean I I, th- I think we're talking I think I think we're I mean I think we're talking about the same thing and we're I'm not like I'm not debating you because I agree with I agree with that stance. I'm just I'm kind of making the point that it's not like it's not wrong either. It's it's just kind of like this this gray area where it's not even it's not a more it's it's amoral it's not it's not some sort of plot to uh to, to to get rich i'm not getting rich at tumbleweed state in odessa <laughs> trying to win i'm just trying to do the best i can for me and my family you heard me <laughs> let's hope this drill hits so anyway so the astros draft a bunch of guys they're they're gonna be good the organization's stacked the Astros are great. The Mariners fan base is absolutely they might be my, my least favorite. Right yeah, right 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 now right now. Yeah. Right now after the 13 and 2 start when they were talking that cast shit like they had won the World Series, a team that hadn't been in the playoffs since I fucking I I don't even know. I since I was in driver's ed, since I was in yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, I just graduated. It's 2001. Yeah, since fucking I mean, 2001. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. No, like 9-11 is more fresh in everyone's mind than the last <laughs> Mariner's postseason appearance. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. So I, I just don't know. I don't know where they get off, like... And, the, and they're talking about, like, how the Astros fan base is some terrible thing. And, like, I, I love that this the new... Uh, the new thing with with Twitter is that that all because the Astros won a World Series that all the fans are new. I I, I, I really love that. Like like the That's like the like, like like the team like the team's success is like the fan base is based on the the team's success. Like everybody just showed up. That's just such bullshit, and and it's so stupid. And that's coming from somebody who hadn't been in the playoffs. It pretty pretty much the. The thing they're saying about Astros fans is basically what they are, and they just haven't got to that place yet. So I just don't understand. <laughs> they're totally projecting. Yeah. Yeah, they're projecting, and it's it's just it's just so stupid. No, um, I, I, I think the I Astros think are they're... not new money, and I, I there, there's there are some people on Twitter that I you know me and Astros some of Astros Twitter. I don't I don't get down with a lot of the stuff and some of the way pe- some people act, and so. I, I I don't know if that's just that's coming across to certain people and that's making an an impression and if that's the case then I don't I don't ascribe to that but no, for the so most so part where the Astros fans are some of the best I mean and and they're such good people and just good baseball fans so I don't I just don't get down with that some some random Astros fan with like a couple thousand followers on Twitter like message me is like hey your wife is screwing Lucas Harrell. I heard about it, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Like, I, I no, I mean, Astros fans can be absolutely terrible, but but Mariners fans as a whole are more terrible. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, hey, go jump off Mount Rainier, you pieces of shit. And that's where I'm cutting it. <laughs> <laughs>